Hello nerds and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every single week and discuss the important things in life, like how my brain is actually too much sludge to come up with a witty intro, so you get whatever that was instead. That was your intro now. It could also be debated that I have never once come up with a witty intro, but for my self-esteem, I'm just going to pretend that it's just this week. Um, speaking of this week, this week we have with us Emily Kuklinski, also known as The Punny Emily. Hello. Uh, as well, we also have Caillou, down on all of his social medias as Caillou. Hello there. Uh, we also have Sarah Meaden, also known as I Am Your Hero. Hello. And we have me as your host, Ismay Hutton, also known as A Teacup Gamer. Uh, so this week we are talking about how to trick people into playing D&D with you for the very first time. Or, like, just in general, how to get people into playing Dungeons and Dragons, but, like, Potato Potato. Also, I realize now that writing Potato Potato on, like, a text document just looks like you went insane and wrote Potato Potato. Um, <laughs> so... We're going to be talking about, uh, yeah, making helping new people play D&D for the first time. Because, uh, like, it, it's been the situation for a lot of people that I've encountered that I've told that them that I like playing D&D and that's, like, one of my hobbies. Uh, I've always got people saying that they want to, but they don't know how to start other people playing it. Like, they're friends that haven't done it before and, like, don't know a good way to ease them into it. So hopefully we'll figure out a fucking way to make that happen this week, I guess. That's that's the hope and the dream. Um, so yeah, so what about you guys? Have you had any experience with um, like getting new people to play D&D and how have you done it? We'll just go order that's in the chat. So uh, Sarah, have you have you ever had the, the time of like, you know, getting new people to play D&D with you? And how did you do um, it? I'm I'm lucky because my husband has always worked places where there's a plethora of nerds. Uh, so if someone new comes into the fold of their nerd kingdom, then <laughs> it's kind of inevitable that they're going to get asked to play D&D at some point. And so you just try and be the first DM in line. Yeah. Um, and we also have gotten, mostly my husband, but um, gotten some of our family members to play just because we talk about it so much and talk about how much fun it is and mm -hmm. how we get to spend time pretending to be a lot cooler than we actually are in real life. <laughs> oh, Lord. I like that. It's pretending to be cool in possibly the least cool way possible, which I do enjoy. So so I, I, like, I like the idea that it's just kind of wearing people down through telling them fun stories about D&D. &D. Though I feel you might slip into that terrifying time where it's just you talking about things that have happened in your Dungeons and Dragons game and then seeing people's faces <laughs> be like, what? This is the most unrelatable thing I've ever heard. I'm pretty sure I've been that person. <laughs> like, that's fair. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, how about you, Kai? Have you ever been in this situation? Uh, yeah, I've sort of, um... No. Uh, I just <laughs> I just ask people, hey, do you want to play D&D? Yeah, so I just ask people, hey, do you want to play D&D? &D? And then they just say, yeah, and then we play D&D. &D. Um, it's what? Yeah, I thought the topic of this week was going to be different. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we'll, get, we'll get around to what it actually was. Well, what did you think it was? Because we'll fucking talk about that. I thought I'm it was like, how to, I thought it was like, how, to, how do you, um, you have new players and how do you, like, help 
teach them how to play the game. That's what oh, I yeah, thought we were yeah. talking about. Oh, well, definitely. Well, yeah, like, that's we're definitely a whole part of it. Okay, cool, <laughs> yeah, I'm cool, going. cool. <laughs> Even if it wasn't, then I'm like, yeah, sure, fucking talk about whatever you want. Mommy's got a hangover. We've got, like, we're good. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Emily, how about you? Have you ever, like, shepherded new people into playing D&D? Uh, kind of. And, uh... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a little side side quest before I answer your question. Uh, <laughs> the most fun thing that I always have to tell, I, I always have to just, dis- I, I always have to convince people I'm not in a cult when I tell them I met my boyfriend playing D anD D. So how is that the first time this has been brought up? What? Oh really? I haven't brought this up before. That's... Oh. What? That's excellent. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I, I knew Adam in high school, but I always thought he was weird. And then uh, we started playing <laughs> we started playing D&D together in college um, because he was friends of my roommate, who I had been friends with since high school as well. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> um, I'll have to tell you the story at some point. But uh, I mean, I'm, now is that point. <laughs> like, what else are we doing? Advice, <laughs> lame. In, reg- in, re- in regards to the advice bit, um, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, sure. When uh-huh. I first, the literally the first time I met one of one set of his grandparents, uh, the grandfather, <laughs> I told him, "Oh yeah, I met Adam playing Dungeons and Dragons," and he looked at me and he goes, "Oh, you mean the cult thing?" And I'm like, what? "Oh no." <laughs> Maybe, but no. Yes, this was my priest. <laughs> oh my god! And then for ten minutes, he started talking to me about how people died playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm like, oh, oh Jesus. we're in a very loving relationship, <laughs> and it was oh great. Oh my god! Uh, so, um, thankfully. Most other people haven't gotten that reaction, but some of the ladies at work that I've worked with were like, what's Dungeons and Dragons? That sounds, and I'm like, no, it's just, it's just nerds who don't want to be themselves playing other things. God damn it. That's excellent. I feel like I'm the only person who's had adverse reactions to D&D. I hope that's not the case, unless this is going to be therapy hour. (laughs) Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you're not alone. Really? What? <laughs> I mean, my only like adverse reactions to it have been like people being like, oh, well, like that sounds like some nerd shit. I'm like, well, you're right. Like, I'm not gonna dispute that, but I've never had people think that it's a cult. Yeah. Let's just say growing up, my parents thought exactly two games. Were of the devil, and one of them was Magic the Gathering, and the other one was Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. And now, look what my husband does for a living. I know. It's just like, so did you marry your husband out of protest, or is it like. <laughs> well, he didn't work there when we got married, but uh, this is just a nice perk. My parents, like, oh yeah, that's where he works. Okay. <laughs> You're provided for. <laughs> oh my god. That's yeah. so good. No, I once um I once had to explain uh DD actual play podcast to a police officer. <laughs> okay, why? Uh, <laughs> I didn't have to. Um it's it's <laughs> the story peaks at that point and then it's sort of boring after that. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just like at a train station and 
What are, you, you know how like train stations that have um the public service officers just milling oh. about? I don't know if you guys have them over there, but yeah. And just, uh, just just like I was eating pizza and and you know they just walk over and talk to people occasionally like hey everything mm. was all right yeah all that sort of stuff and just like hey what do you listen to I'm like oh it's a it's a D and D podcast and she's like a what I'm like oh, so they they like they play D and D and they and you listen to it and this isn't going this i'm not explaining this well am i and she's like <laughs> is it so that like you can learn the tactics of how to play the game it's like no no okay listen um <laughs> and then luckily i'm a train came so <laughs> like you had to stop talking about it. that's so ex- like i've had that well not to a police officer i've never tried to explain Dungeons Dragons to a police officer that i know of but I've had on two occasions, which is one of my favorite things, um, of just me minding my own damn business, trying to listen to my actual play D&D podcast, random guys coming up to me like, oh, you look like you're having a good time. What are you listening to? And they're like, um, I'm listening to people play Dungeons and Dragons. And really quickly they move on. Like, you cannot get them to move on faster. So just... A tip to all the gals out there that don't want to be bothered by dudes coming and talking to them when they're out in public, tell them that you're into Dungeons and Dragons. They leave. They leave so fast. <laughs> I did once I did once have a mix-up with somebody. Um, I told them that I do D&D, and they got this really offensed look, and they're oh, like, no. Emily, you dig and dump? And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> They, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? I, and that's what I was like. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, you mean you dig and then you shit and then you. And I'm like, no! No, I do not dig and dump. Thank you very much. I play Dungeons and Dragons, which sometimes doesn't sound as great. But I, believe me when I say it is a much more peaceful, less shitty thing. What? God, that, what kind of like backwater fucking hillbilly ass place do you come from where they're like oh D&D obviously it's shitting in the ground welcome. that's what it has to be welcome to Nebraska welcome <laughs> home of cornhole and huskers Nebraska <laughs> <laughs> oh my god D&D is a great time for everyone what are we talking about I think I think we're supposed to make people want to play D and D, right? <laughs> oh god! So let's just compile this into like how like finding out that maybe sometimes getting some people to play is a lost cause because they're already just so against it. That might be number one. Try and find people that might have some kind of interest, and also maybe don't assume that you shit in the ground. I guess. <laughs> oh, well, depending on how well you roll, you can, but... <laughs> <laughs> roll for bowel movement, please. Okay. Oh, jeez. I rolled a one! What does this oh, mean? Well, ironically, you're going to have to do a number two. <laughs> <what we're> <laughs> That's poop humor. Listen, guys. Yeah, no, I got we've it. Done it. We've done We've crit chatted. <laughs> To the worst degree. What have we done? We had little sleep. Cancel the show. We're done here. I know. Like I'm not had like any sleep. I, I I'm excused. <laughs> like everyone, this is on everyone else. Bye. Bye. Oh god. Oh, fuck me. So how do we make people play D D? Um. So okay. Don't, <laughs> don't leave with this in our podcast. <laughs> 
Oh boy. So yeah, I, I think because again, this is like I I placed this week's and last week's episode on like making people comfortable playing D anD D. Uh, real close together, and at this point, uh, because of selfish reasons, because I, as I said, I'm going to be starting a couple new campaigns uh, when I move to a new city. Um, and so, yeah, like a bunch of those people are uh, pretty new to D&D, or entirely new to D&D, and like, I, your boy is maybe some advice for how to make them more comfortable uh, with playing this weird fucking game. Um, so yeah, uh, Kai, let's start with you. Uh, how, how do you start new people in, uh, D&D and make them understand what the fuck is going on? So I find the easiest way to go over, like, what the game is, is just to start literally with character creation. Uh, mm -hmm. so you, you, you run through, uh, actually the first thing I do is before we even start playing, uh, probably like a few days in advance, just when I'm saying like, hey, do you want to come play D&D? And like, yeah, sure, let's go. And that's all it takes. Um, is just ask, like, uh, before you come, just think of a fantasy character that, like, come up with a, a character that would exist in the fantasy world. Yeah. Don't worry about looking up races or classes or anything. Just, like, think, I want to be a dwarf who throws hammers or something yeah. along those lines. Mm -hmm. And then if they can bring that concept, uh, it makes character creation way easier because... I don't have to be like, all right, crack the book open and say, you can be all of these graces and all of mm -hmm. these classes and all of these backgrounds and then you can pick these weapons and these spells and, and that sort of overwhelms people. So if they already have this notion of what they want to do before they get here, that's that's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that that's an important one, that one of the most daunting things is the whole character creation thing. So for new people, it is very good to go through that with them. Uh Cause even now, like I've made like a thousand characters, but I still take my sweet time about it because it's a lot of doing. <laughs> but yeah, ma making sure that you make the characters with them is pretty fucking important. Um, oh, as you, like you, yeah, you were saying, uh, like, uh, tell them not bother like looking at any of the the characters and stuff. Which I, I mean, they can if they want. Oh yeah, of course. It's like they're not gonna yeah. ban them. It's like um, you look at nothing. Fuck you, goodbye. Um, and I just know with some people, like, the moment I say you don't have to, like, I know they will, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I did, like, a, a wee thing with people that were new to playing, which uh, was essentially, like, get the pictures of all the different races you can get. Because you've got your, everyone knows what the fuck they are. Like, you've got your, like, dwarves and your elves and shit. Um, but it's always nice to have, like, a little visual representation. And I've I've always like sent over like a picture of the thing and then giving like a like a kind of like one word Ismay-esque description of what it is and like what the characters are generally like and like in that try and give an idea of like what the traits would be. So for like half elves be like, oh well everyone's pretty chill with half elves. Or for tieflings, people like, well, people are gonna think you're all fucked up, but and like might be scared of you. Uh, but you got some cool shit going on, and dragonborns, sometimes people don't know what to think of you, they think you might be militaristic, kind of crap like that. So just giving them, like, a picture and a one-word description um, is, I don't know, I, I found that pretty fun to do. Because, mm. yeah, it gives them a bit of a an idea, but not, like, a full idea of what the characters are, uh, instead of having to read, like, the 15 pages of the, monster, of the uh, player's handbook. The other thing to keep in mind is just... 
some people just like don't have really any knowledge of fantasy and you should check that first yeah. uh because I've, I've played with one or two people like come to the table like wait what's an orc i'm like okay here we go <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like okay well yeah but yeah we've, we've got alfred in chat um t- saying just get people to take one of the uh what D class you are personality quizzes before the session <laughs> you got your fucking character there fuck it <laughs> which i do like oh and we've also got uh robbie as a, the uh, the punstable in chat saying like showing them other people playing different rpgs but like in like small episodes things that are like what i got like different kind of systems that maybe are a little bit more user-friendly and don't show them the part where people are rolling dice for 15 hours uh because that's not the part that people super enjoy about D when they first start is the numbers and the math which i get <laughs> um emily you were talking a little bit beforehand about um the same, the same kind of thing, I guess, as Kai of like not giving them a lot of information to start out with. I think, yeah, a kind of guided guided reading, as you will, putting that English <laughs> major to good use. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I would, uh, what I uh, do sometimes with people who are a little bit more uh, anxious about joining D anD D is. Uh, I'll give them, like, a few word descriptors of each class. So, like, ranger is, I want to poke things, but I also lack nature. Um, yeah. So that's, like, a ranger. Wizard is, like, I like to do the magics, but I, I like books, too. Um, I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. you sh- maybe you're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> that amused me. God damn it, I'm stupid. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, sp- but oh, no. God, and the puppies are sad. He wants to go out Aww. of my bedroom. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, can we please hold for just a second? <laughs> yeah. My, my dog oh, doesn't want to be defined. <laughs> you got a sad puppy emergency. Oh God! But that that does sound like kind of similar to, to yeah what I was saying with the um the the races of like yeah give them give them like a little little mini description of what what's going on which is easier than the whole booklet that they have to read through and then just give them the little bit of the booklet that is actually important to them in, at the end what was that again i'm sorry where did i leave off who am i <laughs> what are we doing uh, who are you look if i knew the answers to these questions i feel like i'd be a lot more successful in life but... <laughs> Yeah, little little descriptions of the the classes and stuff. Yeah, and once they get that, um, I like hold on. So after I do that, then I'm like, okay, don't worry about numbers. We're gonna do numbers together. I give I send them like the descriptions of each class, and I'm like, if that mm-hmm. still sounds okay, let me know. And then I it's very like one on one with numbers because numbers. Ah, I hate them so much. And everybody else hates them too, because they're the most confusing motherfuckers in the world. Um, <laughs> and I have an arts degree. I'm not meant for this. <laughs> um, and, I'm just sitting uh, over here being like, they're right. I like them. Unrelatable content. The only numbers I like are monies. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's some capitalist bullshit right there. I'm going to sit here in my little communist and poverty corner over here. <laughs> oh, um, God. Yeah, and then uh, I look I, I, I look up the most commonly asked questions about D&D. And then I also, like, create a little cheat sheet on note cards that everybody has access to. Where it's like, how do I figure out my armor class? And I try to make it as visual as possible. I did this once with a gaming group. And uh, I took pictures of different parts of the character sheet. And I wrote little descriptors next to it. Um, This is your armor class. This is how you figure out how much numbers this is. Um, I also (laughs) photocopied, like, the weapons and armor sections. And uh, I, I separated those from the book so they wouldn't have to worry about looking in them. Uh, yeah, just that kind of stuff where you pull information from the book so they're not intimidated, but you also put the number, the page number on there so if they want to look more, they can. But just trying to make everything mm-hmm. that they need accessible, I think is the most important thing. Yeah. Well, that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, so giving, giving them all the info that they need in, like, an easy-to-manage, like, format is... Yeah, that's that's real excellent. That's real excellent. Thanks. Um, we also have the that one guy Jam in chat um, who is talking about something that I I was definitely wanted to talk about at some point um, in crafting like small like starter encounters where they can get used to playing their character without like overloading them with all the stats and everything. Um, which I think I can't remember. I think that we had talked about that a little bit on a previous episode. I don't know though. That would actually suppose that we'd actually at some point talked about some advice but going over that glaring error um (laughs) yeah like crafting like a little kind of yeah a mini adventure that is a lot easier and a lot less numbers uh is just it's it's very good to make sure that people don't get super overwhelmed um oh actually emily it might have been you I might be misremembering this, but was it you that was talking on a previous episode about like, yeah, that kind of thing of making sure people don't have to worry about the numbers and instead just worry about, you know, like these are spells that you've got and like these are your abilities kind of thing? Yeah. be going crazy. No, you're right. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't remember. You, you, congratulations. <laughs> Suck at ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, the, the main thing that I did is I, uh, I wouldn't have them roll all the time or, and I'd say, Hey, you're going to hit it just about every time I, I mix it up every so often, depending on the people that I'm with. But, uh, it's like, just tell me how you think you'd want to attack them and tell me what you're mm-hmm. using. And they'd be like, cool. And then like the next round I'd be like, okay, go ahead and just roll uh your your hit die and we get into the habit of showing them like how you calculate that but the first thing i want to introduce them to is like hey you can be interesting with how you attack so let's ignore numbers first and just play with the imagination realm and then we can get into the shadow realm of numbers and hopefully kaiba won't steal your grandfather (laughs) or pegasus won't steal your grandfather and everything will be great, and you'll be the card master. Except this time, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Because take that, Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay, no idea it was a Yu-Gi-Oh reference. I was hoping that there was something that I would be able to touch stone on, so that I would be like, I know this. I'm sorry. I also love Yu-Gi-Oh, but 
funny. Oh god. <laughs> like Yu-Gi-Oh was one of those ones that passed me by because my um my best friend in primary school her younger brother really liked Yu-Gi-Oh! And I was like, um, no, Yu-Gi-Oh! is for, like, dumb younger brothers, so obviously <laughs> I can't like it because I'm too cool and mature for the Oogie-Oh! <laughs> well, me and my derpy younger brother, we, we had the dual discs, and we played it. <laughs> so, we're nerds, I guess. <laughs> what?! How- you're- you're a nerd and you're only telling me this now, Emily? Hi, this How is... How long have we been doing this podcast, Emily? <laughs> I'm just going to see my way out. It was nice meeting you guys. Um, I'm going <laughs> to help Spike. Thanks for being Fire here. All right, bye. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? I keep forgetting what we're actually supposed to be talking about. Whatever. Um, uh, Sarah, plans. how about you? Like, um, Have you had, like, yeah, like, what, what do you have, like, advice for helping new people starting to play D&D? Um, I would say, kind of going off of what that one guy JM said in chat, <laughs> uh, don't start them at level one, uh, ah. just because they're so squishy at level one, um, yeah. they might get discouraged uh, because of their lack of skills. And then after the first session or two, kind of check in with them and say, hey, is this class uh, what you were thinking it was. Do you want to switch? Do you want to change something else up? How are you feeling about this? Just checking in with them and seeing like wh- how they're feeling about what's going on. And also what their expectations are. Like, are they only playing D&D because you said, hey, we're playing D&D, come sit down? <laughs> or is it because they saw it on a show? Or what are their expectations about what this game is going to be like? Is it going to be a lot of number crunching and stats and maps with little figurines? Or are they expecting something in the theater of the mind that's more role playing and just getting that all out? Kind of like what you do with session zero, but checking in with them afterwards as well, since they don't have any frame of reference if it's their first time. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. Um, I'd say um, the whole starting at level one and stuff, I'd sort of swing the other way. And so actually do start at level one. Uh, yes, people are incredibly squishy at level one, but um, level one is like designed into the game to be the perfect starting place because you don't have too many abilities to worry about. Uh, all, the, all the numbers are quite low and quite easy to add very quickly. Uh, at most, you probably have like a plus five to any sort of ability modifier, probably. Maybe a bit higher, but uh, <laughs> who knows. Um and yeah, it's, it's just, it's it's very simple. Uh, if you're a spellcaster, you probably only have access to three or four spells at any one time. It keeps it really simple. And um, if you are worried about uh, uh, the difficulty of it, uh, it's just, it's it's quite easy to scale your encounters. Like the first encounter would be like against maybe one or two goblins, you know, like so there's something that should be easy to steamroll. Uh, giant rats are good for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Um wolves are good as well or kobolds stuff like that like really low level things and not many of them i think one of one of the things that because uh, i i was in a i was in a session as a player uh with a group it was a weird situation because it was a guy that really wanted to uh dm and a group of people that really wanted to play uh, but i was the only one in the room who had actually ever played D D before um <laughs> 
And so, like, I, I really, like, I didn't want to be that DM that's like, oh, well, actually, you should do it like this because, you know, what the fuck do I know? I mean, I do have a podcast on how to do DMing, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just realized the hypocrisy of what I was saying as I was saying it, but still. Um, I didn't want to be that person at the table because no one wants to, like, sit there and undermine someone. Like, the reason that we do this podcast is because there are DMs out there. They're like, I would like to learn extra things or a different way of doing things instead of like a DM at your table being an asshole. Um, but yeah, so I, I I didn't speak up and do anything. But one of the most discouraging things that happened was one of the guys who was like, he was he was really up for it. He really wanted to play. Um, and his character who he had spent quite a little while making with all of us and he had got really into it, uh, they, they just killed him. <laughs> and like, oh. it was cause the, 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 like, no one knew how to do things tactically because, you know, it's your first couple of sessions. You don't, you're not a fucking tactician. You don't know how to play the game right, really. Um. But yeah, and he, so yeah, the character that he had lovingly crafted just died, and he ha- just had to go away into a corner and start writing a new character, and it oh, was just so cool. really discouraging. And I was like, oh, oh boy. Um, so yeah, I think like yeah, just when when people are like just starting out, either don't have the ability for them to die, like fudge those numbers like crazy so that they don't like get completely murdered um and if there's a situation where they kind of it's unavoidable that they die i would always air down uh what is it like the tried and true fucking adventure zone mcelroy <laughs> kind of creed of have a competent woman come in and save the day and resurrect your character because <laughs> otherwise it's just it's so sad like yeah just just have someone come in and pick them up. Like, it doesn't matter if it makes sense to the story. Just have someone come in and save that character because there's nothing sadder than someone who has just made a character because it takes a long fucking time and seeing it die on that first session. It's heinous. That's just sad. Yeah, right? I just, uh I just felt really bad for this guy because he was, like, finally getting into it. He was a bit trepidatious about the whole thing. Um... And then just, yeah, we just secluded him to a corner for the rest of the time. And I was like, this isn't a fun game for your friends. Oh, well. Oh, we got Alfred. Uh, if uh, someone dies in combat, uh, but the party is fine, you can go with just like a permanent injury instead of a PC death. Which is, I like that a lot. Because like, yeah, <laughs> get a cool eye patch out of it. So yeah, if you have like... Because that gives you, like, a little bit of character story. That's cool. I like that a lot. One way that I like to approach D&D is, uh, I remember I was talking with one of my bosses for when I was stage managing, and she was telling me about how she was interviewing somebody to be a stage manager, and the guy said, um, I really want to be a stage manager because I really want to control everything, and I just want to be in (laughs) charge. (laughs) And, uh, she promptly was like well thank you so much have a great day and did not hire (laughs) (laughs) did not hire how is that not the right answer (laughs) and i think crazy uh, especially when you're watching uh movies and you're watching tv that has D D as a part of it i find that the 
most common themes are it's a group of reject boys who aren't accepted mm-hmm. in society and there's one leader who's a DM and you kind of get the idea that from the group dynamics and other stuff that he's the head honcho and everything's kind of for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, the main yeah. things I want to tell people are I'm like, hey, normal people <laughs> also play D&D. It's not just butthurt <laughs> pre-peasant boys. Uh, <laughs> And I'm like, those, they, they play it too, but it's fine. Uh, we are not them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I tell them, I'm like, also, a lot of women play this game. It's not just for the boys. Uh, and the DM isn't supposed to control everything. The DM is supposed to uh, make sure that your story is told in the best way it can be told. And usually when you spin it and you're like, I'm here to help you. It's like, oh, what movie is it from? Let me help. Uh, help me help you. Oh, that's from Scrubs. That from? Help me help you. Just, I'm just going to furiously Google. It's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the quote. Right? Yeah. Help I'm, me help I'm you. furiously Googling. Keep going. Help me help. Yeah. yeah. Dang it. No, see, you can tell I'm going that's off of really low sleep too now. Well, now I've just got a fucking Logan Paul song that's come up, no. so now I'm sad. Burn it. Shit. I know, I'm like, fuck shit. God damn it. Well, now that's on my phone forever. <laughs> I wonder if it's a jab. Um, is Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire! Oh, Jerry Maguire? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. For 500, Alec? 100 points to everybody. <laughs> 10 points oh. to Gryffindor. So yeah, I'm just like, hey, it's for everybody, <laughs> and you don't yeah. have to feel weird about playing it. And uh, <laughs> oh god, now I'm just rambling. Have you guys ever watched the play She Kills Monsters? <laughs> no, what? No. no, I have heard of it though. I think I've heard of it. No, or maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm thinking of no. I'm thinking of a completely different thing. I'm just thinking of a play that I remember. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> It's a fairly content- it's a fairly recent play that is now making the circuit the round circuits at every single community theater and college theater in in the world and it's a and d play. It's about a, a girl who's a woman who just lost her sister, her sister dies and she finds out that her sister was a dungeon master and has like a whole campaign written out and she seeks out a guy to do the game for her and so she learns more about her sister and she learns about D&D. And da 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 da, and it's an interesting. It's it's not the best play in the world, and they kind of have to get some D and D stuff wrong because hashtag copyright, I think. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, I think that once you see that theater is starting to get into Dungeons and Dragons, uh, I think you begin to understand that D and D is also starting to become more pervasive in the culture, and the more that you're able to tell people that it's not just a weird thing that peeps play in their basement, even though it is, uh, it's, it, <laughs> it has a lot more uses and it's a lot more fun. It's not always a basement. It is always a basement or your local game shoop. I wish I had a basement. That'd be great. Just like have a whole decked out basement for just D&D. It'd be excellent. I want to be in the basement, but unfortunately it's not always the case. <laughs> I'm 
also like to point out that no, I have not been paying attention. And yes, I have been furiously Googling what the other play was that I was thinking was the She Kills Monsters, <laughs> even though it has no relevance to anything ever. I just want to know. There's a movie called She Kills Giants. Is that it? <laughs> no. no. There's a band called They oh. Might Be Giants. It might be that. Why did they give that? There's oh, okay. a Stephen Sondheim <laughs> musical that has the song There Are Giants in the Sky, but I don't think it's that. We're really getting off track here. <laughs> what, maybe that one song from Liam is, fucking There's a Castle on a Cloud. That's close. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I haven't slept good. There's this Let great, me talk about my stupid shit. There's this great Miyazaki movie called Castle in the Sky. Oh, uh, and that's really cool. Oh, no, 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 shit. Howl's <laughs> Moving Castle. That's what I wanted to do. Well, Castle in the Sky is also a movie by yeah. Miyazaki. Oh, I did it. I did the hit. There's a book called The Man in the High Castle. <laughs> you guys ever watch Kiki's Delivery Service? That's a cool film, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, nerds! Welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat with Ismay. This episode, look, both we've said it before, but both me and Emily were the most tired and overworked we've been in a while. Uh, Kai always records at like three a.m., so it's baffling that he is one of the more like sane people in this entire episode. This goes a lot of places, and. I think that maybe at some point we did some advice, but like it got lost. It got so super fucking lost. So I hope you enjoy our stupid antics anyway. Uh, For plugs this week, we've got Kai doing his Brothers in Time podcast. You can find that wherever podcasts are found. Uh, It is a uh, fan cast that he does with his brother. He'll tell you a little bit more about it at the end. Uh, And it's all about that good, good show, Doctor Who. Uh, As for me, you can always find me on A Teacup Gamer on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash A Teacup Gamer, where I play dating sims and point and click adventures and other games that I can get my grubby little mitts on. Uh, You should come and and join me and we'll have have a good time. What? Another plug for this week that I'm going to put on out there is for uh, Owen Piper's podcast, Think of the Children. Uh, And I'm plugging that this week because I'm on a ding-dang episode. And it was fucking weird and wonderful. Uh, A little behind the scenes, I recorded it like maybe an hour or two after recording this one. Uh, and it, my brain is the most fried anyone's brain might have ever been. And it, it it's batshit fucking insane. So that's Think of the Children. Uh, find it again wherever podcasts are found. And go and, go and subscribe to it. It's fucking, it's hilarious. Even when it's not as batshit crazy. And I guess even when I'm not on it. Now, I'm a big fan of it. You should definitely go and uh, give it a listen. It is a fun time. For Crit Chat, you can always find us on our regular places. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Crit Chat and on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Crit underscore Chat. And you can talk to us there uh, by tagging us or uh, using the Crit Chat hashtag. That's Crit Chat, all one word. Uh, and you might get a shout out on the show. I completely forgot to mention this last week because I forgot to do the mention section on on the Twitter. Uh, but I'm your hero, aka Sarah, who is in this ding dang episode, posted a tweet that was just the sweetest thing because apparently her daughter sometimes listens to the show. So also like shout out, shout out to Sarah's daughter, I guess. Don't listen to anything Ismay says. She's um not a good person. Um, but she would love to invite us to dinner, and that is the cutest thing I've ever heard, and it melted my little heart. Holy crap. Don't say crap. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, God damn it. <laughs>
Well, that was a nightmare. Okay, well, <laughs> you can also find us on our Discord. Uh, that's going to be in the description of wherever you're listening to this. Um, you can also find our Patreon if you go to patreon.com forward slash crit chat. That one is also all one word. And very, very soon, uh, the uh, episode zero of our Curse of Strat campaign will be up there. I have nearly finished editing it. It will take me a little while just because I'm super busy but it'll be going up very very soon um and it is a, just such a good episode it's such a good session zero um and you will understand why we are so so excited for this campaign everything fell into place and it is just the most it's it's a weird mix of wholesome and also tragic uh and you can only find out why if you listen to that episode uh you can find that episode if you uh, donate at two dollars or more on the Patreon. Uh, it's not too much money. It's two dollars or more per month. Uh, you can donate how much you want, and you get some cool things out of it, like that little, like you get to listen to the Curse of Strad campaign early when it comes out, and yeah, little extra episodes when we see fit to put them out. And yeah, honestly, like it, it would, it helps us out a lot. Uh, it means that all of the money doesn't come out of my account <laughs> for making sure that this podcast can go up places, and it lets me have a little bit of leeway. Uh, so I'm not making myself destitute so I can tell people about D&D. Um, so if you want to do that, that would be just the biggest and most beautiful help in the world. As for our SoundCloud, you can also find our SoundCloud. If you if you go into the link of in the description of wherever you're listening to this, or you can search Crit Chat on SoundCloud and you can give us a like there, follow there, comment there, and you can uh, share us from there. Uh, if you do, that would be so good. We're a word of mouth podcast. We don't have any advertising out there so the only way that other people listen to this show is if you tell them to listen and i can only assume that you've done that because we've got like a handful more listeners now but i want to make this a multi-million dollar platform make that happen i don't know fucking do it i'm so tired you can also find us on iTunes if you search Crit Chat under podcasts and f- leave us a five-star review for the five-star show. Leave us a comment there and tell them the world about how fucking dope it is. Get us up those iTunes charts. Well, it won't get very far, but a bitch can dream. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably it. We'll let you get back to the madness where we just play word association for like three hours, I guess. Uh, yeah, you can listen to us live on Tuesdays at 5pm BST over on AT Cup Gamer, or we'll just see you next week on the Saturday when this podcast comes out. Later, bitches! Getting back to the podcast. Oh. Sarah, I have a question for <laughs> you. <laughs> Oh, shoot i'm emily i'm not gonna get sidetracked blah 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 <laughs> sure fine uh sarah you have you have little humans at home i is what yes, i've heard i do well one you have one little human uh have you guys done any of the d in- introducing D to the little humans and maybe parents her experience with D&D so far has been mom and dad play D&D for three hours every other Sunday and she gets to watch whatever the hell she wants on television. <laughs> so she hasn't shown a whole lot. Watch, I'm going to say all this and then Jason's going to pop in the chat and be like, well, actually, <laughs> mansplain, but she just talks to him about nerdy stuff more than me because of obvious reasons. She oh. has briefly mentioned when can i play i want to play i think her main interest is she wants to build a character yeah Uh, not so much the gameplay part of it but she's quite skilled at 
math and problem solving. So I think when she does get into it, she will be quite a formidable role player because she's very overdramatic and uh, (laughs) also very good at math. So it will be a sight to behold, I think. I'm excited for it. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, no, I want some running game for my extended family uh, and my immediate family. And so, um, honestly, uh, children are good at D&D. Yeah. My, uh, like, seven-year-old cousin was way better at it than some of, like, than my parents and my uncles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, they'll break your brain with their creativity. The only part that, like, got him confused was um, hit points. I... Oh, don't yeah. really know why, but he couldn't quite wrap his head around hit points. But then I explained to explained to them like in Minecraft, like you know you have like six hearts or eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't matter. Uh, it's instead of instead of drawing six hearts, we just have we just draw, draw the number six, and that got yeah. That's very mm-hmm. cute. It was really cute. That's very, very he played cute. a paladin. He played a half orc mm-hmm. paladin called Trucker Duck, and then uh, he didn't want to heal anybody. <laughs> <So cute. laughs> You're very right. Kids are just very intuitive at D and D. That's excellent. Well, I think because they they pretend a lot that they're yeah. not in the situation that they are in reality, or that they're you know fighting a dragon in their bedroom or something. So, I think it's a lot more intuitive for them than we yeah. old fogies who have had to deal with the garbage that is real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always what what why. I... One of my main things of this is why I love D&D as a game in general is it's one of those things that allows adults to think like kids again. Oh, that kind of let's do some make-believe. But it makes it feel a little bit more adult. But the fact that children get into it so easily is just proof that it is not like, oh, it's like grown-up imagination is like no it's just normal imagination shit we just get to actually do it again like yeah no that that yeah no, that's that's really cool like yeah in- introducing kids to to dnd because i i started getting my little sister into it for a little while um and i feel so bad because she was she was generally very very into it but at the time that uh i had done it like we, we started off a little game but then I just got so very busy that I, I wasn't able to go back and uh, do any more with her. So hopefully there will become a point where I'm less busy and I could actually play with her again. Because, yeah, she, she got, like, very into it as well. Um, she's a very wants nothing more than to be a druid in any kind of game that she does because she gets, like, a million animals, which is the dream. Introducing her to that was... Yeah, like it's very it was very easy apart from like yeah, all the math bits that you kind of simplify down, I think. I think yeah, I think you introduce it to adults like you do kids. Like just put a little less math in it and just do the whole part where it's just like a cool fun imagination land where you can do anything. I don't have any other advice, I don't think. I'm just tired. <laughs> Does anyone else have anything that that they've got for this week? Cuz do you guys have anything that you would say to definitely not do with Ooh, new players? That's good. Uh, yeah, I've um, I've heard uh, like advice people give and say that like when you get a new player, you should um, uh, tell them to like play like a fighter or a barbarian because it's simpler and they don't have to worry about spells mm-hmm. and stuff. But I, I just feel like if you start at like low levels, like like level one, you everything's so simple you can start with any class and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, people learn and they because they're good at learning. Uh, mm. If you if you just do start off as a wizard, as you level up, you get this slow trickle of new abilities, and you can keep track of it and learn. And 
you might be a new, you might think of yourself as a new player, but if you get through to like level twenty, it might be your first D and D game you've ever played, but you're a veteran player at this point. You know, like yeah, you probably know how to play the game pretty well. You would have to be playing for about a year or so if you played every week. If you played every week, yeah, yeah probably. Maybe more, depending That's on how you level up. Give or take, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. Yeah, the, the advice, I, I do, I definitely get the logic behind, like, yeah, get them, get them a, a class that's not like a spell slinging class, because, like, I've, I've been playing for fucking ages and I, my brain still doesn't get spell slots sometimes. Like, I always forget to mark them off and it's a lot. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like if you want them to actually enjoy the game, that little bit of confusion at the very beginning is worth it when you get a character that you actually want to play instead of... Like, there might be people that definitely want to play fighters or just, like, smash things with my fists, but at the same time, if they want to play, like, a cool badass wizard, then it feels like they won't get super into the game if they're told no, just stab things. How about you, Emily? Do you have any big do-not-dos for uh, getting new people to play? Uh, don't tell them all of your nightmares first. <laughs> uh, tell them the good things. <laughs> do, you, do that? What? what? Oh, hold on. It made sense in my head. Don't tell them all the most... Don't tell them all of your most nightmarish situations that have happened in your games. Oh, okay. Don't, oh. okay. don't sell the bad stuff. You're not Freddy Krueger. You don't need that to make a game. Did you know me? <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> I, I was once trying to talk somebody into D&D, and they were also interested in DMing. So I was telling them like a little bit about, like, oh, here's some good resources. Here's this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um... And a few other things. And this other person kind of swooped in behind me and started saying, like, oh, yeah, but players can, like, be the worst. And you really don't want to do X, Y, and Z. And, like, literally I've spent, like, 80 hours making something and I had to throw it all away because none of it really matters. And all this other stuff. And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes, but that's not something to be sad about. Um... Uh, D&D already has some negative stuff around it. Your job is to make it appealing and to sh- tell people why so many people enjoy playing it. Um, and also let people know, like, hey, you know what? You might... It, it's Dungeons and Dragons is like therapy. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, you have to kind of uh, see how different DMs work for you. Sometimes you really mm-hmm. jive. Sometimes you're better friends than a professional D&D relationship. And it's okay to just say, hey, this isn't really working out for me. I'm going to go try the next table over. Okay? Cool. And then you move over. Um, uh, <laughs> or, you know, I, that's what I hear therapy is like. Yeah. Um, but, you know, do, do the kind, that kind of stuff. Don't tear it down before you've built them up. Yeah. Because only once you build it will they come. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> such a weird little way to leave it i'm so sorry I, I I, that, but it was so weird like <laughs> some weird like biblical shit afterward <laughs> don't you know that i'm sponsored i'm sponsored by the the the, the catholic church <laughs> where did my oh it's because yeah i was like where did my money go from that i'm like oh no i know why they didn't sponsor me that's fine <laughs> oh wow <laughs> 
because of the sinner thing. Okay, well, uh, you know, like uh, that makes a lot of sense. Like making, yeah, when when you want people to play, like there are there are kind of negatives that come with D anD D, but don't don't advertise them. You want people to have a fun, good time, not a sad, bad time. And then the bad parts will really catch them off guard. <laughs> yeah, right. Surprise. <laughs> You're going to be sad this whole five-hour ride, George. It's going to be not great. (laughs) I'm glad you said that you'd come and join us. It's going to be trash. (laughs) Justin McElroy pops up. It's trash. trash. And then poofs away. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, no, that's some good shit. That's some good fucking advice, my boys. Um... Oh, well, there was something that I wanted to circle back to and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I, I was writing notes of things to circle back to apart from I just stopped at some point, drew a little doodle of what I assume is a face, and the only legible thing on my fucking page just says Emily's boyfriend. This is not <laughs> flattered but um <laughs> I had one important note and it was remember that one time that fucking Emily told us that her and her boyfriend met during D&D that was fun here's a smiley face <laughs> I feel like that's your remember all like I can't remember what I've forgotten but at least I have this good good relationship on my paper yeah, here's no. a smiley face <laughs> yeah oh that's good how to get people started playing D uh like make it like oh the world's weirdest tinder get a bunch of single people be like look <laughs> it worked for this one bitch it will work for you too maybe that's good <laughs> guys i might start introducing people through D. that would be fun or horrific whatever you should you should sell that i feel like if there was an event that could work right that could work as a... Am I, am I just, like, tired and delusional? I feel like... A D&D singles night? Yeah! I'd go the fuck to the, one of those. That would be hilarious. I, I, I'm guessing based on the silence that no one else agrees <laughs> and I have just gone off the deep end. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Look, I just think that nothing says a romantic night like having someone that's preferably wearing a cloak Telling you about this cool fantasy world. You I, call it a romantic knight n- out. I'm going to... <laughs> and, and then you... I was wondering what oh. the gasp was. I'm sorry. Again, <gasps> I am also tired. That was a stretch. The gasp was a pun! <laughs> God damn it. I'd go to it. Look... I'm gonna I'm gonna start a D and D singles night, and when it's a re- resounding success, then all of you will be say- saying your sorries. Then I have lost my mind. <laughs> I feel like I've been drunk for the past two days, and only now is it coming to a head. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna start wrapping up the podcast, I guess, because I've lost my dignity. I'm going on um, 
uh, Owen's podcast after this, uh, Think of the Children, which is a great show. You guys should totally go and listen to it. Uh, I'm going to go on his podcast after and just be like, so I'm useless today. I hope that's what you want for your thing that you've got going on. Um, okay, let's do some, let's do some closing advice. Uh, roll. Um, oh, fuck. Cool. It's me. Good. That's, that's going to go great. Hi, guys. It's not- you know you can just lie. <laughs> I could, but I'm too tired. I'm so honest. I'm very honest what? when I'm tired. We can't say the dice, um... just lie. <laughs> Don't even roll, just say it's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got this. Red okay. My good of how to make new people play D D. Tell them that you will pay them for playing it. Don't pay them. Pay them with memories and with friendship. But get them in the door. <laughs> Lie to them. Because what is D&D but lying to each other for like four hours at a time? Great advice, Sismay. Moving on. Okay. Um, Emily, say something a bit more sane, please. <laughs> uh, find your best tweed jacket and become a salesman. And tell everybody that you meet. Hello. Do you want to find love? Do you want to be better at improv? Do you want to make theater friends? Do you want to figure out how to best roll dice? Do you want to buy more dice? Dice that you've never seen before. 20-sided dice, yes, and even 100-sided dice. Do you want to become rich in a world that is not your own? Do you want to try playing different characters? Have you always had a thing about Yu-Gi-Oh? Ah, well then do I have a game for you? And then just let let your words do all the magic. And hope you roll well. That's, that's, that's my advice. I don't know if it was more sane, but it had more of a tweed jacket in it, which is something. Oh, <laughs> oh shit me. Uh, next up for maybe advice, maybe more bullshit, Sarah, what have you got for us? Probably more crap. <laughs> <laughs> Give your, like, I, like we said earlier, ask your players to pick a a fantasy character but then work with them with it for example when i first started playing uh my dm asked me for a character i wanted to play and i wanted to play the doctor (laughs) immediately (laughs) immediately shut me down and said nope too powerful where i wasn't thinking along the lines like spell casting etc i was thinking like someone that's super curious and really funny and gets in crazy situations and sometimes has an answer and sometimes just flies by the seat of their pants so (laughs) good communication i guess and try and say yes and work with what they would like to do to start out i was thrown off of course that there was actual advice there but like it was very good advice it was like, a trick tricked you into good advice uh, uh, last but not least Kai what do you got for us uh, so yeah just when you are explaining mechanics early on um, one thing I've noticed is there's a few uh, pitfalls just in the way the game works that are it's sort of counterintuitive or people don't seem to get it straight away mm-hmm. and those are um, the difference between uh Saving throws and skill checks and attack rolls, just like the, like what the fact that saving throws are inflicted on you and skill checks are you interacting with the world. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is the fact that you don't add your proficiency bonus to damage, but yeah. you do add it to attacks. Yeah. And the only this I don't feel like I can see any reason, like game design reason, why that's the case. I feel like if. Mm-hmm. If, if I could make one change to D&D, it would be that you do add 
uh, that damage to uh, to it, and everybody just has a bit more HP to counterbalance it. But yeah. that's that's my own gripe for Bad Again. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. And there was um oh, there was one more. Oh no, I was thinking about this before. Oh no, I'm tired too, guys. It's it's three o'clock in the morning. Here. <laughs> You've got an excuse uh, for it. Like you're like it's three in the morning. Emily's just kind of low key giggling in the background. <laughs> I saved the most important one for last. Uh, death, death, death. That's the one. <laughs> when you are <laughs> death, how poignant you saved it for last. <laughs> the fact that when you drop to zero hit points, you don't die instantly like in a video game. You've got death saves and stuff. So people are always like, "Oh no, I died." No, you're... all right, calm down. It's all right. Oh, excellent. That's good. I have another tiny piece. Go for it. Pull all their dice that they're going to need beforehand. Like, say, this is a <gasps> yes. d20 and show it to them. And this attack, you use a d4. That's the one that looks like a little pyramid. Yeah. And don't, like, have all the d12 and whatever that they're not going to have yeah. to for that session out there to be tempting. Oh, that's Because that, when I first started playing, I'm like, I don't know what any of these are. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm always, like, telling people that's a d12. Use the D20, the numbers go way higher. Yeah. Like, All the time. Oh, that looks more. Yeah, that that's very good. Actually. Yeah, because it, it would cut down on the time of... I think I feel like a lot of first sessions are you just kind of like poking through a pile of dice and going, which which one again? Like, that's fair. No one knows. I just always remember like on the Adventure Zone, Clint's always like, which one am I rolling? Yeah. <laughs> like, the D20. Literally the only one in you, front of you. We've only given you one. Little ones. one. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's it for us this week. Um, Kai, you got plugs for us? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, so uh, I um, uh, do a podcast for a rover. It's a uh, Doctor Who fan cast, if you are inclined to like listen to people talk about Doctor <laughs> Who, then give us a give us a listen. It's called Brothers in Time, uh, because it's about time travel and brothers, I guess. <laughs> and uh, you can find us on iTunes or podcast or your local podcatcher. Just search Brothers in Time, and you'll find us. Dope. Yeah. As, yeah, you can always find me on uh, a teacup gamer on Twitch. I forgot what my fucking thing is. I need to sleep. Um, yeah, you can find me on a teacup gamer on Twitch. And you can find Crit Chat on Twitter at Crit underscore chat or tag us uh, using the Crit, the crit Chat hashtag. Uh, you can also find us uh, on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Crit Chat, all one word. Uh, you get updates and little videos and stuff. If you have not been on our Facebook or our Twitter of late, you have not seen a video that... Uh, to be quite frank, exemplifies why I got a first in my uh, film and media university degree. Um, so just see see me put my excellent skills to work there um, in a little teaser for our upcoming Curse of Strahd podcast, which we have done our session zero for, and it is going to be fucking excellent. That's that's all I can goddamn say. Um, very soon, if you want to hear that session zero, you can pop on over to our uh, Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash crit chat. Again, I think that is all one word. Um, and I think it's at the two dollars or more level. You can get you get like a bunch of extras for the Curse of Strive podcast, as well as getting all the episodes like a couple of weeks early. 
which would be dope. So yeah, go 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 do that. That would be that would be cool. You'd like that. I guess, maybe, I don't know. Um, wherever you're listening, you can go into the description to find our Discord channel to join in the discussion, as well as a link to our SoundCloud, where you can listen to and download previous episodes, as well as giving us a like and a follow. You can find us on iTunes, searching Crit Chat and Podcast, leave a five-star review for the five-star show. And if you want to see us live, then you go over to ATK Gamer on Twitch uh, to see us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. BST. Until then, I have been Ismay. I've been Emily. I've been Kai. And I've been Sarah. You've been listening to Crit Chat. See you later, nerds. Join us live on Twitch, Tuesdays at 5pm on A Teacup Gamer.